Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. Good day and welcome to Extreme Common Sense with your hosts, Trisden and Ray. We hope to leave some of the social polarization behind and dig into the gray area middle of society and politics. When the far left and the far right hate us, we will have succeeded. Welcome to Extreme Common Sense, Tristan. Hello, Tristan. With Ray. What's up, Ray? And a guest today, very special guest, Aaron's with us. Aaron. Hello, Aaron. How y'all doing? How's it going, Aaron, man? Like Hank, Hank Aaron, A A R O N, A A Ron, A A Ron, A A Ron. Some might say I've been called that a lot. <laughs> so this is a pretty cool episode for us, and I think sort of the says point you of, says I. Well, we'll see. Yeah. We we enter as friends, and hopefully we will also leave as friends. Um, Aaron is a good friend of mine. And uh, happens to have a business here in Berea. If you'd like to promote it, we've got over 10 listeners. <laughs> ten, hey, that's all right. So, yeah. I need 10 more customers. <laughs> so Aaron is here, and Aaron um, votes probably a little consistently different than Ray and myself. So the point of the show. We is that why to... he's here? I'm out. Okay. Yeah, I'm out yeah. So Ray's leaving. I hope y'all okay. can heal me today. I'll, I'll, I'll do the show today. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so we wanted to get, uh, you know, a, a different perspective. Aaron tends to go a little bit more to the right than Ray and I. And just last night on Facebook, I was getting a hard time. I was going to ask you that. Because, you know, we, we don't represent the right as much. And uh, I know Aaron can come in here and uh, handle himself pretty well and do it in such a way as though it's both smart and cordial. But that I don't know about that. Once, Possibly. That was just a specific complaint, right? That wasn't like a general. <laughs> because, I mean, I have wonderful friends who are concerned. Yeah, my politics lean a little bit left. But, I mean, we all have a piece of the truth. But that was a particular person who we might know saying that right that you know likes to agitate a little bit because i think we're fair enough i guess aaron will determine that aaron we may know in half an hour from my voting today if he if he walks out slamming the door then we'll have lost nice no i want to hear from you man yeah yeah so and and i guess uh to get started aaron one of the cool things or i guess one of the many things we've discussed over the course of politics is the fact that oh let me pause for a text I, first here. I put, <laughs> I put mine on Do Not Disturb, Tristan, just so you know. Hey, you'll have to remind me. That'll, yes. be, that'll be your job. <laughs> so one of the things Aaron and I have talked about, I mean, in the course of this pandemic, there's been some disagreement and there's been some political disagreement on the vaccines and the masking. Aaron tends to vote right wing, but Aaron was definitely ready to get that vaccine. And also Aaron and his family wore masks. What? And Aaron, some of your friends, I'm sure, don't. Oh yeah, no, yeah. It's it's gotten so political. Yeah, more than safety anymore. Right. I think it's exactly. Part. Yeah. Even religious, it's gotten yep. kind of too far into that too. It and sure I, I has. hate to say that, but it it really has. And you know what, Aaron? I got the opposition to it. I, I uh, uh, my wife's 88, I believe now. Year old mother is still alive. My mother in law and Patty was uh, 
concerned about her health, and I knew I wasn't going to win, you know, that battle. But I probably wouldn't initially have gotten vaccinated. And I say that because I'm 60 and have never, well, 61, Mm. which I turned on Saturday. As of this weekend. Happy belated birthday to me. (laughs) Gosh, 61. But I've never gotten a flu shot in 61 years. I have never never have, right? So I might have held off. And I understood people who had some opposition based on, man, the... uh, uh, CDC hasn't yet um, approved this. I mean, I understood all that, but the point you make is great. From there, which were reasonable debates, it just became Crazy. my side, your side. Mm-hmm. And got hateful. And got hateful. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I'm mad at you because you didn't do it. You know, yeah. Where did that come from? Or I because know. you did. Or because you did. Yeah. Yeah, I've had exactly. friends look at me like I was crazy. because could you do that? I stood up and said, I'll take one for the team. You know? So what do you figure that's based on? You know, I blame a lot of it on Facebook and the social media. Mm-hmm. And everybody has a comment, and everybody wants to believe that. And all of a sudden, just like wildfire, and I don't know. It's kind of like lose your brain for a minute. Are you a Facebooker? Uh, I try not to be a whole lot. It's hard not to, especially with the business. Right, Uh, right, right. Yeah, I got to get on there and check Tristan out every now and then and see what's going on. (laughs) See what I'm lying about. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I read a pretty nice article yesterday, and uh, it said that, that the divide in the vaccine was based on Russian disinformation. And that a lot of this stuff is because it, obviously folks aren't getting the vaccine and aren't being healthy. It hurts the economy. And it's sort of the, the Cold War of Russia, U.S. And if they can do anything basically to divide our country, they'll do it. And apparently this is the, a, a new worldwide uh, way to wage a war against them. So, Aaron, we appreciate you coming by. but. Tristan and I have talked about. So we call this extreme common sense, which might be a little pretentious, but we should also, or we could call it slightly off topic. So slightly (laughs) off topic. Um, So you mentioned the Russians. I remember reading an article about they are the most skillful hackers anywhere, and it all derives out of World War II. and, And then the realization that they might not compete, you know, weapon for weapon, but they could compete technologically they could compete right running a computer war and they're just the best at it so so this article said they've just dumped all kinds of misinformation in and, right. and, and people and have bought it exactly and it's the folks i guess that aren't gonna you know go to reputable websites they're not going to go to the cdc they're not going to go to uh, pfizer and read all the the study numbers are going to get on Facebook and see memes from their friends from high school and that is enough to plant a seed of doubt you know i don't think everybody Completely buys it, but it's enough. But you, Aaron, got the vaccine early yes, on. I did. Your family uh, did, and uh, you know, there again, we was hesitant. You know, we made a decision that you know we need to go ahead and do this. I had four friends die last week of COVID. No so good. Gosh. You start thinking about others more than yourself, you will not think that way no more. And that's the that's the problem I see with that. Yeah, well, that's also uh, true. And a you were, lot of it is selfish. And Aaron, uh, his business was a mask up business um, yeah. early on. And my thing was always, and I really appreciated Aaron for doing this too. I mean, we may learn in five years that just this virus just scooted right through all these masks. Sure. But the fact that you're trying to do something for your neighbor, and even if you're saving one person out of you right. know 50,000, if all I had to do was wear a mask, I don't feel like it's going to. Turn, no, we, turned me into a sheep. We was cussed out. I mean, there's people stood at the front door and flipped us off. It was insane. Really? Oh, yeah. Just insane. That is crazy. And all I thought about the whole time, you know, that little old lady or that little old man come in, whether that masked anything or not, it might make him more comfortable. Or maybe it might help him or help one person. And that was enough to do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But we had all kinds. I mean, it's... Isn't that crazy? What is, now, what is the argument, I guess, against that's that strongly against that on your side? 
you know, you know, I'm not sure. I, I don't, I, you know, and it may help and it may not, like you said, we right. may find out one day it, it would or not, but I think it's just the pure fight against the other side. Yep. And, you know, and some of that comes from both parties. It does. From the for side sure. on, I mean, it does. And, uh, people just start running wildfire with it. Yeah. You know, and the, once you get one like, you're going to do it again. Well, two likes. And and see, we talk often about that. I, myself, am not a Facebooker. In fact, he is pushing me all the time because of the point you made, especially doing this podcast and we're getting feedback. Ray, you got to go on there and check it out. And I do. Did I mention I turned 61? Oh, yeah. See, I'm old, hey, man. I'm old, man. But I know old folks love it, too. In fact, some of the kids tell me that Facebook's becoming more of a purview of the elderly. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Kids, My mom, kids are using that. Instagram and whatever else. But, uh, no, Trizan and I have talked about how Facebook and, and social media generally, Facebook specifically, feeds so much of this divide, mm-hmm. this left and right. Like, if we get together and do more of this... We'd find that we're a lot more yeah. similar than dissimilar, really but that yeah. doesn't play well in social media, right? Nope, nope. Yeah, you know they want hits. You know you they want have hits, man. <laughs> well, and that's you know people give the media a hard time, and and there's plenty of deserved hatred, criticism. Yeah, yeah, criticism for the media. I personally see it as more of a social media issue, but the media also gets paid based on clicks. So, of course, you know. Oh, so you're talking mainstream media. Well, I'm saying both, essentially. But, yeah, I mean, as long as people, advertisers are getting click numbers and they're paying to get those clicks, then a lot of the stories and things are going to be divisive. So how about this, Aaron? Because Tristan told me a little bit about you. um, And so we're not going to be able to solve anything on (laughs) the vaccines because we don't know why the division is that great. But you were a Trump guy, voted for him. And so tell us a little bit about that. What what was appealing to you uh, about the Donald? I think it's more of an outsider coming in from the establishment that's up there, you know, and, and, you know, no matter what you want to say about Biden, you know, there again, 47 years up there, what has really been done and what can new happen now that he's president that right. he didn't do 30 no, years ago. No, that's fair. And I think that and was I, a huge appeal. And I'll, and Trump I shot himself in the foot quite a bit. You know, don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, just but you just don't like his personality. I looked at his policies more than anything. Right. And, and those align more with what I agree on. Right. Then more than the maybe the left side. And largely that's a... From monetary, uh, you know, from the money no, side? not necessarily. You know, I, there again, you know, America's a great country. I'm glad we're able to help abroad. But, you know, you need to start looking at America first and jobs here and the families here that need help. And that's something that appealed to me. I, I do believe in a, bron- a, a stronger border. I mean, there's we've seen evidence of that right now. And So you think it was an unfair criticism um, to say that he – appease that white nationalist movement well you know you can take the charlottesville quote me and tristan's talked about that quite a bit and if you read the whole thing in context i don't think it would have went as crazy um of course there again some misinformation they want to use one little line said there was fine people on both sides but didn't read all of it right that he did in that very same statement criticize and denounce all those folks that's you know the neo-nazis or the White supremacy nested in that same quote, but that wasn't talked about. All yeah. I was talked about was that one line, and, and you I can't th- take that. Like, you know, I think way. you make a fair point. Uh, uh, I think two things are fair. One is that uh, an anti-establishment person certainly has some appeal, even if you know, even if at the end of the day, maybe it didn't work quite the way you'd have liked. Sure. It, it shakes yeah. things up, and um, 
that notion of taking care of Americans first, I, I think that's a fair thing that sometimes the left overlooks. You know, I, I, I definitely think that the, I've noticed I do that a lot in listening back to our. Uh, 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 so <laughs> Raymond said, just take a pause, my, my son. <laughs> nice. It's fine to have dead air, right? Think, get your thoughts out. Uh, I, we can critique our own podcast now that we're five or six episodes <laughs> in, right? That's it. But uh, make America first is something I think the left overlooks about Trump's appeal, which is to say that there are plenty of people, Aaron might be one, who thinks that there's been enough money thrown all over the world. Why don't you do some little more for people here? I think that's fair, a fair appeal. It is a fair appeal. And I think, too, as long as you're coming off the interstate to make it sort of a localized reference— and there's constant panhandlers in small towns everywhere. I think everybody thinks, why don't we fix this type of issue before we go over and fix somebody else's issue? And yeah, I think there's, you know, there's, it's a more nuanced conversation. But I think from somebody that's not super in tune with politics, that's a pretty easy thing to look mm-hmm. at and say, well, we're not perfect. So why, why do we have billions of dollars to help fund these other countries? Right. Now, a, a counter to that may be, these people will literally die of starvation. And there are a lot of options for homeless people over here that aren't taken advantage of and different things. So there's a nuanced argument and discussion there. But yes, on the surface, I think that's a pretty fair ask as long as there's homeless veterans and yeah, uh, there's, we've got plenty of problems here. Right. And right. I'm not saying that we don't, you know, we need to help the world. Don't get me wrong. We're the, you know, we're the light. We're the one everybody wants to come to. Right. You know? So, I mean, we we need to keep that position, but we need to look at home quite a bit ourselves. Yeah. And I think there, I think that appeal was was definitely strong oh, yeah. because we had, in some ways, moved away from that. But, man, there's just so much distrust, isn't there? Yeah. Um, and I often wonder if it's, you know, the middle part of the country, middle America, if you will, you know, where we are versus and, – and I'm sure you could tell from my funny accent I'm not from here. So I grew up in New, <laughs> New Jersey. New Jersey, I believe. Right, which my family's still up there. Trizan's got his California roots. So, you mm-hmm. you know, you get a little bit of both. But there does seem to be, you know, mistrust and distrust. And how do you – you know, from the coasts versus the inner part of the country and back and forth. And, man, how do you start to bridge that gap? How do you, you know, close that up? I know – Biden campaigned quite a bit on unity and bringing unity back, but I, I, you know, we're worse now than what we were. Of course, I think COVID has caused quite a bit of that. Yeah, you know, and, and you say the same thing about Trump. He shot himself in the foot on stuff, but then you take Biden and Harris. They both said they wouldn't trust the vaccine. That they Trump did was involved in. They did. You're exactly right, Aaron. And uh, and that's and not it, a comment to say. It's you know? not. And again, we probably don't. You know. We don't remind ourselves of that enough. He's exactly right. There's a there is a great point there, and and my uh, best friend, who happens to be a massive liberal, farther left than anybody at this table, he said if Trump was still president, he was going to have second thoughts. Now, I myself, I took a, a vaccine when Trump when was still sort of transitioning. I personally was ready for a vaccine. I didn't didn't care which president. But the point I will make, I don't think it's anybody that would be swayed by Biden Harris at this point that's not taking it. I think it's Trump folks mostly that are still apprehensive about the vaccine. I honestly believe it. Trump won. I don't think we'd have the conversation we're having on the vaccine as much. I really don't. Because if he had won. Just just because of that following. You know, I voted for oh, Trump, but gotcha. I'm, I'm not as far as as far as Trumpism or in a cult Trump cult, you know, I, I hold my politicians accountable whether I voted for him or not, as I would any. Although I think there was a story out of one of the rallies that he's doing now where he had mentioned getting the vaccine, they booed him, and he didn't go back to it again. Yeah. Right. And, and he's for so, vaccine, you know. He's proud of what be. he does. He yeah. took you it know, early. He did. Uh, yeah. yeah. He came up with this, and he bragged about it 
every day. You know right. how Trump is. That's his personality. Right. 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 Uh, so for the you know for people to sit there and say he didn't do it or didn't promote it, that's wrong because he did every men- every time he got to mention it, he wanted to promote it. You know because he was involved in it. It right. seemed like he promoted it when it was being worked on. More. Way more than he did, you know, once it became available, he kind of went AWOL on it. He didn't publicly take it. Uh, to, I think Pence, I think people in his administration did publicly take mm-hmm. it. But I felt like during those early months of the vaccine rollout, I think he could have done a lot more with it. Just my opinion. Yeah, it's a little hard to remember that, but I do remember the public um, vaccinations that they were all getting. That's funny. And, and I think you're right. I don't. I don't think Trump ever did do that. So then you ask why? Because he was finding that there was some appeal to that. Right. No, I think that's exactly it. I think a big part of his base was kind of becoming anti-vax. And I think he was playing on that. And politicians do that. I mean, that's not exclusive to Trump to sort of try to play both sides. But, of course, when you're on the left, it's easy to look at that and say, you could have done a better job, just like Aaron can well, sit over there on the right and say, Biden should do a better job. I think we get used as cannon fodder quite a bit. Right. Um, you know, we'll get this group all tore up, tore up and this group all tore up, and then we're not getting nothing done. And we're fighting more than anything, and I just don't understand it. that We get manipulated that easy. So you think that's we what do. Tristan said? Uh, 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 the press, the media plays a role in that, keeping oh, things sure. stirred up? And, sure, they love it. You yeah. know, I don't mean that they love it, but you're not going to watch sells papers, the news sells if all they're going to do is watch flowers grow. Right. You know, we want to we want to see the people watch NASCAR for a wreck. You want, you know, I'd say it, a train wreck's coming and we're going to watch. And that's a fair critique. And I was so slow coming to that. You know, my family's background is newspapers. Grandpa worked in it. Dad did. Um, and I, I love it. And, of course, newspapers are going away now. But, you know, media, so forth. But there is an element of it that you know if it bleeds it leads mm-hmm. and they do like to keep stirring that pot it's not exclusively but no you know and Both somewhere, sides does it. yeah and somewhere we conflated news and entertainment you know when walter cronkite was doing the news it was just straight on you know here now the news yeah well but, i've made this point on the show i think uh england doesn't sell advertising in the news so it's actual news as long as we've got ABC, NBC, CBS, WBON TV, no. <laughs> all competing to get the best ratings for the news. You know, you're going to lead with headlines that are going to make people tune in. You're probably going to try to have the best weather. You're going to, you know, have yeah. the prettiest anchor. You're, you know, there's a lot of things that you're going to do to try to make things sellable. Right. So I think as long as that's the case, you're not getting necessarily the best unbiased news, but you're getting a advertiser friendly version of the news. So, yeah, that's always going to be a problem in America. All right, Aaron, let me put you on the spot, man. Mm-hmm. So we vaccines, we found a little middle ground. Agree with you on some of your Trump uh, analysis. You would consider yourself politically a conservative? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So give me what your feelings of a liberal are. Well, you know, I don't – I look at it more as, you know, you get extreme left or extreme right. I don't like either side of that. Uh, I see, you know, you guys, and I've always seen Tristan. We've we've debated quite a bit, but I see him more myself more alike than saying just because he's left and I'm right. And I've told him this before. Uh, I would love to see to do away with it. Why would I want to call you liberal? Why would I even want to label you that? That's fair. Uh, I think that's a good answer. That's the biggest problem. And I've told him this before too. I, I would love to see just not even be Democrat Republican anymore at all because right. you we're credit that divide no matter what. And Aaron and I, I would bet, would vote almost exactly the same more often than not if 
people ran without labels. I agree. And I think that's the problem Interesting. too right now in society, I think, and everything you're going to mm. see on Facebook and social media, every liberal is about two miles left of AOC or Nancy Pelosi. Mm. Every Republican is about two miles to the right of QAnon. When in reality, a bulk of America is a whole lot closer, I would say, to the three of us than these people that we try to pretend for the sake of argument that they are on Facebook. Well, you know, they're getting more media coverage, too. You know, the crazier thing I can say, yeah. oh, we're going to run with that story. And there again, that's, you know, I, I blame that on the news and all that also, you know. So the, you don't really hear the people who are common sense on Facebook all day long saying, listen, this is what we need to do because nobody's going to hit that. Nobody's extreme common sense. Yeah, right. extreme. That's right. Extreme. <laughs> well, yeah. and I wonder, too, to be a little self-aware. I mean, part of what we Ray and I wanted to do, I think part of our mission in the beginning was is to, to prove that we could sit down and, and, and find some middle ground with folks that we didn't agree with. Now, will people tune into that? Because I think people want to hear people screaming at each other that's and what they being want. hateful. Uh, yeah. So I don't even know if there's a you know if there's an audience for people trying to find middle ground and not hate each other. But I hope there is. Yeah. Man, that would be a terrible thought if there weren't. But, I, you know, that's a great point you just made. If you took the labels away and people just ran, you and Aaron would probably find yourself voting pretty similarly. So then you have to think that, to your point, Aaron, both sides do this because the right wants to make everybody AOC and the left wants to make everybody QAnon. And that's back to what sells. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's back to what sells. So... Uh, I'll pose a question here, Aaron, and this is something that I don't know how much middle ground we can find on. And I know you came here to argue, so <laughs> no, I've got to give you something. Um, <laughs> you, and I will agree with what you said earlier in that uh, Donald Trump policy only, take away the Twitter, take away a lot of his rhetoric. Definitely, you're not going to find a lot of reasons for Republicans to say, oh, I don't like that. You know, tax cuts for the rich. Uh, stacked Supreme Court. There's a lot of things that you could hang your hat on in a Donald Trump presidency. One of the things that I didn't like early on, and certainly January 6th, for me, even I think if I had been a Trump supporter, I think may have been a deal breaker for me. He's changed the landscape of politics to that. And we've seen it now in the California governor's election. Of course, we've seen it with Trump and the recount and, and some of the things he's saying. If a Republican doesn't win now, I think moving forward, it's stolen. And I think that's a bad way to be. And I hope I'm wrong, but I think that's going to be the new way of handling a loss. I think that's that's horrible for our, our democracy, and I think that lays a lot of doubt in the fundamental freedoms of our country. And I think that could be a very bad path. How can you defend that? Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, I think for now on, there will always be that group is going to say that the election was cheated. I mean, no matter what, who gets elected this next time. Uh, and that's the sad part is that we won't have faith in that anymore. And then, don't get me wrong, there, I think there's been cheating going on, you know, on both sides for years. You know, everybody, you go back 100 years ago, here's a fifth of liquor, go vote right. for me today. That's right. You know, so and a small amount. Now, do I think that there was some big conspiracy that the election was stolen? No, I, I, I really don't. I think there was enough uh, hate towards Trump, that they didn't even want to look at policy anymore. They just didn't want him in there. There was definitely hate towards there Trump. Hate. There was just yeah. hate. And was, it, was, was, it all really come down to his personality. No, there was, there's no doubt there was hate towards uh, Trump. But now just to kind of expand on Tristan's point, do you 
personally think it's a bad thing that he's still continuing to, you know, almost a year now out um, from the election to say that he won. Do, do you, as a conservative, no, I, wish that he just stopped that? You know, eventually you have to say, listen, let's right. let's reboot. Right. Let's come back and, you know, hopefully 2022, the House might change. It probably, uh, probably I, will. I, I say it will. If you go back in history, and, and I don't know, uh, there again, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but it always seems like it flops, does it not? Yes, historically it does, and, yes. And why is that? It does. It's, it's very weird why that would happen, but it does. Right. You know, nine times out of ten, it's going to flop. Yeah. I think the party that's in power, they want to show, you know, they, we want yeah. to show them, hey, you know, don't overstep your bounds. We can keep you in check. But, yes, historically, uh, the midterms go the opposite way of whoever the occupant of the White House is, which happened in 18. Mm-hmm. That's when Pelosi became speaker halfway through Trump's term. Yeah, you had you Paul know? Ryan and McConnell, you know, they were anti-Trumpers. The first yes, they were. Was in there. Yeah. They, they fought him they pretty were. good there. Yeah, and him and Mitch are man, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> you, know. you do a show on Mitch show, and Trump, right? right? Yeah. That's one of the show. It's crazy, but the power that Trump has is unbelievable. Yes, you know, it, is. it really it, what he has amassed, and I, I still think there's a question that. Since we're living it, is harder to answer. Maybe the hindsight of history will help answer it. But what his actual appeal is and why is it so great? I don't think is. I think is greatly discounted by the left. Maybe maybe I should put it that way. No. Well, I I remember he. You know, he was on stage and he walked up and hugged the American flag. And I don't think I've seen. I've not seen an American another president do that. Right. And I can remember. the negative comments on that alone. And why would you even want to negative comment that? So from day one, you know, it was like. So the left says, oh, he's just a poser. And it's, you know, this grand uh, notion that doesn't mean anything. And the right says, man, that's what I like saying in a president. Right? That's it. Because, <laughs> well, coming from the left. And and again, I think there's enough real things to focus on that that either Trump did that you either love or that you dislike. But I do think you you watch TV and you see all these clips on whatever your your bubble media is, and it does feel a little disingenuous to me. Disingenuine, yeah, disingenuous. disingenuous. I'll make up words if <laughs> make need it be. Ungenuine. <laughs> it, it it does seem like he's pandering sometimes. I mean, it goes back to the I love the uneducated or the poorly educated. I mean, it. Well, does, I think Aaron, not to speak for you, but I'm sure you'd say that happens on both sides. Politicians pander, of I mean, course. I mean, none was better than Clinton. At but now yeah. you know, Trump. Is a TV guy, you know, he wants he that is, audience. Right. He's he going to appeal to that ratings pretty much. And, he is. And he's going to do that. And, and I understand that. And I, I try to take all that with a grain of salt. You know, there's plenty of things I didn't like about Trump. But that doesn't mean I, I don't list, like list him for them. his policies. List them. List, list all of them. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I agree with the stronger border. Who could not say that? And I don't think at one time, I know everybody wants to call him racist, but I don't see Trump as a racist. You well, know, I, I just... Not well, really. I don't either, Aaron, but did he appeal to racists? You know, sure. And if, if I'm out there campaigning and, and someone voted for me, even though I might not ask for it, are you going to call me a racist? You know, how can I just lump that into your just because I got voted for that? Right. And and, and you got to be real careful. Like you said, you know, did he appeal to that? And that's something that he, he has done wrong on that. And if he, you know, if you really want to take that stance on it. You know, there's, you know, several things he did I didn't like. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can't call John McCain a loser and think you're going to win Arizona. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Right. The president but should never do that anyway. That's a great point. You know, he was not presidential. But here again, those were all those steps along the way where you thought, oh, Trump's done. I remember that specifically. We vacation every summer up in New York State. My brother was up there, my my northeast uh, uh, brother, who's quite to the left of both Trizan and myself. Um, 
but but a real intelligent dude who explains his positions well. And I remember him saying, oh, that's the end of Trump. I mean, this is 2015, just after the escalator ride, when he says, um, you know, I don't like losers. I don't, I don't like people who got captured. I like winners and lumped right. McCain in with that, a man who spent – I don't know, four years four in the years. Hanoi Hilton. And we thought, okay, that's the end of him. But somehow, man, he just kept coming and coming. Never say no. no. Uh, not to Trump. <laughs> man, he's a, he's a zombie, right? Like, you cannot yeah. kill Donald Trump. And, you know, I like that, too. I mean, he does. Convic- oh. His convictions, I mean, he, he... There you go. That's a mouthful. And, and that's an honest answer, Aaron. And I think that gets overlooked. Part of his appeal is not just, you know, beating up the, the liberals, making the liberals feel pain or, you know, that horrible word, lib, libtards. Libtards, right? yes. Yeah. Which is an awful word. Awful word. Because it's politically incorrect. But just making them feel pain. It's also, there is an appeal to somebody who wants to keep coming at you. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And especially in a social media world when you've got somebody that's just continuously putting out these sound bites of, you know, I guess I don't want to say hatred. That's probably a little strong, but just constant divisiveness against the left. You know, I mean, there's definitely constant no fight. shortage. And, of, yeah. And I've said this for too, you know, since he took office, there's not much went easy on him as far as the media. I mean, there was I, not. And so no. you, you constantly get badgered. You're eventually going to say, you know, I'm going to fight back. And yep. I'm going to do that, too. You, you're constantly coming at me. I'm now, sorry, it's on. I think Trisden, so I'm, I'm just speak for everybody. I think, <laughs> I think Trisden would say, because I've heard him say this, um, he talked about how unfair Trump talked about how unfair his media coverage was. Well, Trisden would say, well, that's because you, kind of the opposite mm-hmm. of the point you just made, Trump got beat up, so he his back was against the wall. But at the same time, he would walk into a room and say, there's the enemy yep. of the people, which Tristan does a much better Trump than I do. <laughs> so go ahead and give us, there's the enemy of the people. And then they'd get pissed. Oh, the yeah. media. Right. Well, yes. So what would he say? <laughs> fake, fake news. news. There's the here. fake news. Yeah. You know. But no, we, we had a rally in Richmond that we covered for uh, WBON-TV, mm-hmm. and it went to almost immediately, you know, we we lean pretty pretty far right, you know. We we don't do unbiased stuff, but we're not a liberal media outlet for you know for the sake of where we are. And I mean, nobody wants to walk in. You're filming this rally, and you know, I mean, people were spitting and throwing stuff and screaming cuss words. I mean, it it was a WWE at uh, at McBrayer. Yes, and I'm sure it was like that everywhere. I'm sure everywhere was See, sort of this WWE kind of everybody boo news. Oh, uh, at the was, news, okay, right? Gotcha. At the news. So I I just feel like to be that group and then wonder why why is the media writing negative stories about us? Yeah. You know, there's. So well, you got lumped in just tat. like everybody else lumps people in, you know. Just because you you vote liberal doesn't mean I'm lumping you in with the squad. Sure, you know? right. So exactly. I mean, you, you get you get stereotyped. So just because you got a news badge on, all of a sudden I'm going to say you're fake news. I mean, that's what sad part is. That's what people do. They just right associate you with that. But then, but that's what we're doing here. We're trying to find some nuance, sure. and hopefully, you know. <laughs> Hopefully Trump supporters do realize that not all media and not all news coverage is biased. But I feel like now a lot of people, if it doesn't agree with exactly what they want to hear, that's fake. And I think that's something that will be forever attributed to Trump because I don't know that there's ever been a scenario before Trump that news that we didn't agree with was fake. That, no, yeah. No, go ahead, please. I, you look back, though, I, and I, I looked at it a little bit, uh, just the, the pure restrictions that they had to do, and that, and that does not bode well for the media when they have to do that. When they're running a story and it's not even been really vetted, vetted, yeah. 
and then have to retract it next day, but the damage is already done. And Harry Reid, I'm sure y'all know Harry Reid. Yeah, sure. The best comment I, I listened to him one time, and and he he told a lie on another someone running. I couldn't tell you the whole story. I have to look it up again. But on his news story that he was running, they asked him, said, "Why, you know, was it a lie?" And he goes, "Sure, it was." And he's sitting there laughing, and he goes, "He didn't get elected, did he?" And so that's all that it mattered mm-hmm. that I can spread that, and that guy didn't get elected because right. of that. And yeah, I'm sitting there smiling about it. Used to tell those same stories about LBJ, about yeah. Johnson, Tar and his opponent, and having him deny it. I, I think, but let's not conflate politics and people being dirty in politics, which has been probably since everybody since George Washington, with discrediting the news in such a way that moving forward, the American public can't and won't trust the media. Because I think you're getting into pretty dangerous territory. Well, uh, but again, <laughs> and Aaron is going to, on the heels of this, should have his own comment. I struggle with Fox News, and I often say, man, you know what? They have turned this into something that is there just to appeal to a particular people and not really to support the news. Now, I think Aaron would turn around and say the same of MSNBC. Now, you could rightly say, well, Fox started it, na-na-na-na-na, MSNBC came to counter Fox. However, we got to the place we're at. People on the left put no credence into Fox. People on the right put no credence into MSNBC and I guess by extension CNN now, right? So how do you fix that? Well, let me first add a little smidge of nuance to that. Um, Yesterday, like I said, we're nuance. You got nuance, any idea what that means? I'm gonna have to get a dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not as well educated. I'll, I'll explain it to you guys as soon as Off we're done. Uh, what, what were we talking about? Just how a little bit of nuance to the Fox News. And okay, the MSNBC so debate. Fox News yesterday uh, did a poll. Uh, well, it wasn't done yesterday, but it was reported yesterday on all the major networks. NBC reported the Fox News poll. I think the deal with these cable 24-hour networks. The news reporting is actually pretty good. I'll lump Fox News into that. I'll lump CNN into that. It's the, it's the opinions. It's the opinions. Yeah. And I think people don't always understand that. Um, I can't think of the guy's name on Fox News that everybody Carlson likes. Hannity. Hannity. Tucker yeah. Hannity. Yeah, any of these okay. guys. Like, those shows are not news. Those are opinion right. shows. I mean, they have facts on them. And and the same for, um, you know, the shows on CNN. And Matt Allen, you know, Chris Matt Hayes. Some of those people. Right. They are obviously biased. It's a biased show. Mm-hmm. But I think there is value in knowing the difference between the actual news versus opinion pieces. And and I think that people will lump Fox News into being fake because of the opinions and the same with CNN. But there's some reality on both. It's just a matter of, I guess, knowing the difference. Yeah. And well, I think I think that it's not just us to blame for that, though, because a lot of times those opinion folks, be they left or right, present themselves as delivering news. When, in sure. fact, they're only delivering their opinion. And then people look at it and, you know, say, well, I saw it on Tucker Carlson's mm-hmm. show. Well, that was his opinion. It wasn't news that he was reporting. That's, That's what I blame point. Facebook also. You well, know, there you go. See that. Back to Facebook. Right. And they believe that. You know, they believe they chipped me when I took a shot just because right. it was mentioned on there. Come on. <laughs> Bill Gates. We did Bill bring Gates. magnets. So yeah. you, we could put okay, them on you our you check me? Then. No, it's not going to work. So. <laughs> Well, Aaron, I don't know what all we accomplished. I think we can go a couple more minutes. I guess the the big elephant in the room. I think Trizan alluded to it. But what about January sixth? Do you do you give do you give uh, him a pass you on know, that? Do you do you feel no, like he was you know, involved? I, I sat and I actually listened to the speech. You know, and there's things that he could have not said. And you take a crowd that big, and, and there's issues there, no matter what. Right. You know, uh, and 
it could have been different. Don't get me wrong. I don't have a problem with any kind of protest. If they want to go up there and march, go for it. But when it becomes violence, I'll blame that on all groups, you know, from the Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and all of them. It, it kind of loses it. And it did turn violent there. And I knew a lot of people that was there that they never seen nothing like that. So the news mm-hmm. is going to run with it, you know. And it's no different now that we're having um, the hearings on it and stuff. But we didn't have hearings like that in, for Minnesota. I mean, what was the difference between that? Day? So people that you knew that went up there and went up there yeah. just to, you know, just be to, part um, of it, you know, just right. And they're constitutional and that's their right. right to, that's their right to go up there to gather and uh, right and didn't expect to happen what happened. Mm-hmm. And so there, was, there's, you know, and I don't want to get too crazy, but you get some people in there and they're already kind of on edge and everything's fired up and news media's got you kind of stirred anyway and you might they went too far and I don't think Trump stood up there and said I want you to do this. Don't get me wrong. And he just said, let's, you know, let's go up there. And there's nothing wrong with going up there. But when it turns violence, you know, that's when I have to denounce that. Right. You know? I, I agree completely um, with yes. In If you're going out to protest, of course, I think we, we all agree that violence is bad. But I will say I think there's a difference between every country has violence uh, in, in protests. I mean, everybody's going to protest. And, and if it, it doesn't make it right. It's not a good thing. But there is a pretty big difference between that and trying to overthrow our democracy. So I would make that point. I just think, too, anything Trump's name's attached to is going to get blown up even more, I believe. That's true. It's going to happen because that's that's the news, you know. Well, well let's say this, though, too. And to be fair, and Ray, you answer this and, and Aaron as well. Biden's had, what, uh, a little over a year now? Ten right? months, year, yeah. Ten months. Yeah. What uh, – it's not like the media is not covering him. It's not like we're not seeing everything in the world. Like, do you feel like it's worse? I mean, I'm sure you're not going to say it's worse than what Trump got, but wouldn't you say it's certainly on par or close? I mean, I'm definitely seeing a ton of media against Biden right now. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to be because the thing is going on. I mean, you can't sit back and say, hey, you know, let's ask him what flavor ice cream he's eating today with all this going on. You're eventually going to have to ask some tough questions if you want to stay in the media. But now Trump, if you watch his news conference, and I'll come back to the Fox News and stuff, and we start talking about that. But if you notice there at the end of his press, the NBC and something wouldn't even air his press. They wouldn't even air it. Right. So what if something major was going on that the president needed to announce to, to the nation, and they're not even going to show it? So how biased is that? You know, you get you have to be called out on that. Mm-hmm. Well, but then you do see that on both. Like, that does go back to the, the, the cable news networks that do pick and choose. So, I mean, you definitely would see, you know, if there was a positive story for the Democrats, you would see Fox News either bottom that or not cover it. And, and both sides do that. I mean, that is okay. definitely something that's, I would say. And that's, that's actual news. That's no correct. longer opinion. That's correct. Well, yeah. see, that's. That does bleed over into. Yeah, that's, that, that's but where you've, that bleed over is tough. Production folks making the decisions, what's important and what's not important. So, Aaron, how do we fix it, man? How do we bring oh, it back Lord. together? Come on, that's uh, what we brought you in for. Our, 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 <laughs> Tristan told me, yeah, at the end of this, you, it's going to all be worked out. We're going to walk well, out of here hand in hand and tell these guys and ladies how to fix this stuff. Believe it or not, I talked to someone not too long ago, and, and I tried to explain to them the same conversation that we're having today was had 100 years ago. There might have been different names mentioned, 
You know, you start thinking about how it was when Lincoln got it. If you read any of that stuff, it's like, oh, this is the end, you know, and it's not the end. That's a great point, man. Um, that is a great point. It's it, been ever thus. It is a little more divided. Now, I've often said, is it, uh, isn't it strangely ironic that the Union Confederate flag of 18, or uh, Union Confederate map of 1860 looks a lot like the blue and red yeah. divide of 2020 yeah. really or 2000? I mean, it really does. Yeah. You know, uh, issues change and the parties have actually flip-flop then the south was solidly republican the right. north was uh i'm sorry the south was solidly democratic right the north was yeah. solidly republican now those They've have flipped, flipped. Yeah. yeah those have flipped but um that's a great point aaron that's the best point you could make because i'm a lover of history and people lose sight of that all mm-hmm. the time we fought a civil war for god's yeah. sakes we've been more divided right hopefully we don't get back it, to no that point. Yeah. Uh, and it's not you know we're not that bad yet don't get me wrong we all want to sit here and voice our opinion they're gonna blame facebook on that you know everybody <laughs> wants to follow whatever fart comes out of your mouth and believe it you can't right. do that but it's it's a thing i mean social media yeah so i know we're getting kind of close to wrapping up here but i do want to give a shout out to some of our folks that have been paying attention on facebook and we've got a couple questions so if you guys would indulge me some facebook <laughs> yeah, questions sure. but let's do like one sentence answers because i know we're probably running a little short that's impossible that's, for that's me be hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, well hopefully they'll tamp it down to, to five minute responses so aaron uh, the Build Back Better agenda, Chrissy, uh, one of our listeners, asked uh, yes or no on that. And I was super unfamiliar with it, so I'll give you a basic mm-hmm. listing of what it was. You may be more familiar with it than me. This is this is Biden's, Biden's agenda. Biden's yes. initiative. Cheaper uh, child care, lower education costs, cheaper prescriptions, cheaper health care, cheaper housing, tax cuts for workers, clean energy jobs, uh, and investments in schools. Is that something you can get behind or no as a Republican? You know, as a broad stroke, who could say no to that? Who, who don't want... But you used to get down to the details. You have to realize how you're going to do that. I, you know, I can say a broad stroke, and you'd have to agree. There's, you know, no way around it. I think his. Um, it's funny because I was just reading this this morning, not in anticipation of the show necessarily, but I think he plans or they plan on paying for it. I, I put air quotes up because things seem not to get paid for mm-hmm. by increasing capital gains tax on the wealthy and income tax on the wealthy. He he says he being Biden says. Uh, Nobody making less than four hundred thousand dollars a year will see an increase in their taxes, and that'll pay for that. Now, to, just just to on the heels of that question being asked by Trizit, if that were the case, could you get behind that? I'm you not know, saying it will be. Aaron, it won't but, be, and right. we all know that. Right. And I've said it a million times. Politicians is like a boat in water. You know, when it's rocking this way, all the water's over here. When it's over this, all the water's <laughs> over here. That's one thing I liked about Trump. He was not going to get rocked one way or the other. But you know. Yeah, I, you can't say that we don't want better schools. Who's going to ever say that? And who's not going to say we don't want better health care? Who's not going to say that? But how are we going to get that is the question. Okay. And it never works out. And and I hate to say it, the more you tax, the wealthier, the less jobs is going to be created down here at the bottom. And, and a lot of people don't understand that. It is a trickle down, and we can get back into Reagan if we want to, but right. it trickles back down. You know, and this movement about eat the rich and wanting Jeff Bezos, and, and I don't care what he does with his money, but he also employs 1.1 million people. That's fair. So what do you, those 1. million people, because he's not going to eat all that cost. Someone might lose a job, and what do you say to that person? Right. We need the Rockefellers. But they should pay their fair <laughs> t- uh, share in taxes. I agree. Um, so uh, second question, I'll answer first, uh, but I'll ask this for you. And Ray, uh, yes or no on the Build Better? Build Back I think Aaron makes a fair point. It's hard to argue against the you know what, everything that's in it, but there is that pesky little who pays. Okay, and, and how uh, does it get paid? All right, ne- next question from uh, Emery. 
What would it take to change your mind? My interpretation of this is... Can I just add a caveat sure. that I thought of? Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt, but the fact that you had to list that for Aaron, there's the Democrats' problem. No, <laughs> right. seriously. Yeah. You should know what Build Better Back is. We don't know what's in it. Right. We, you know, They're supposed to vote on it this week. No, well, I'm being serious. Right. It's a heart attack. I completely agree. And yet they've done such a terrible job of telling you what's in the damn bill. There's like a little of this, a little of that. I mean, you could... I'm not exactly sure what all he listed just 30 yeah, seconds I don't, ago. I'm not either. You'd you know? have to go back. And, That's and, why I brought it to school. Know, That's so the I market or the messaging on it is terrible. Well, and I think when you've got a Republican or a Democrat Senate and House, you probably don't have to explain it. At I this suppose. Point. And in two years or in a year when we have, uh, you know, if it flips, if the Congress flips, then they'll have to well, tell us what the hell they're doing. But yeah. leaving conservatives yeah. out, I mean, the, the liberal, not, not the liberals, because you certainly wouldn't classify Joe Manchin as a liberal, but the Democrats themselves are fighting moderates versus more progressives. They are. Right now. There's you a lot know, of in-house fighting. Yeah, there's a that. lot of in-house fighting, you right. know. Okay, so next question again from Emory. What would it take to change your mind? My interpretation of that would be, what would make you vote for a Democrat, uh, Aaron, or a Republican Ray in the next presidential election? My answer to that would be, I, I couldn't vote for a, a Trump. I couldn't vote for Trump. Uh, but if somebody came in... John Kasich? If John K- Kasich, I'm you a could K- vote I'm for? a Kasich guy. If yeah. Kasich came in and said... Uh, we're going to fix health care. I'm a health care voter. I think if a Republican came in and really had a great idea for health care, I would switch my vote. What would, Ray, what would you? No, I agree with that. I, I would have voted for John McCain had he gotten the nod over Bush in 2000. He was, um, uh, now the John McCain that ran in 2008 against Obama, which the whole, whole Obama appeal, which is another funny thing, Aaron, which we didn't get into in Trizens, right? We're running down on time. But I've had people say this to me. Often you'll hear the Trump appeal refo- referred to as a cult of personality. Mm. And people will say, who had a bigger cult of personality than Barack Obama? So it does work both ways, right? right. But I, I'm not going to say I got caught up in Obama's uh, cult of personality, but I liked his story. I thought it was good for America to have somebody who looked like him with given our history, right? Sure. Um, now, the fact that Trump followed on the heels of that, that's probably a whole nother show. Um, but the John McCain who ran against Obama in 08 had moved a lot further right. I think he was caught up in a lot of the you know, post-2000 trend, because the the John McCain of 2000 was a little more centrist than John McCain of 08, so I opted out of voting for him. But in 2000, you know, with all the Clinton fatigue, I would have voted for McCain, but Bush got that nomination, so I didn't. So that kind of Republican, somebody who seems to be a little more centrist. Yeah. Aaron, same question. What would it take? I, I, you know, it has to come back down to policies for me. And I believe it or not, I have voted Democrat before. And I don't mean to shock everybody. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. <laughs> um, I, I, I not so much in the presidential elections, I'll admit. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I guess I just look more towards the policies. And, and, I, and always the conservatives is always leaning towards more how I believe on right. things. Uh, and there again, I, I can sit here and agree with you on all this stuff all day long on these broad strokes. But how do you actually get to that point to where you cross that finish line with it? And that's what I want to hear. I can sit here and promise you the world today. But that doesn't what, mean I'm going to get it. But what could somebody say that oh, was going to happen? Like, I'm going to do yeah. this, and you knew it would happen. Obama done take? that. And I sat down with my health insurance person. He said, I'm sorry, Aaron. You have to pay for five other families. Yes. Okay. And I could not change okay, so my health care. So if so health care was coming from a Democrat that you knew somehow, <laughs> say a magic wand, uh, Jesus came down and said, Aaron, he's going to do this. That's what it would take. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. Fair enough. Um, 
So, uh, well, that's a great point about healthcare, but Aaron and I look at it a little differently because I was at Obama backer. I was not shocked in the least, Aaron. I knew yeah. my mine had to go up because there is no free lunch, right? Somebody no. has to pay. Now, nobody likes paying. I wasn't happy that it went up, but I certainly wasn't shocked when I realized, oh, yeah, we're going to be paying a little bit more in a premium because now you're expanding coverage. You and know. there was nothing I could change. I literally sat down yes. with my guys. And there was no, sorry right. about your luck. No options so, for you know, us, right. And I actually got that letter. Oh, if you like what you have, don't worry about nothing. And it's not true. And, and right. you can't promise me that. That's the problem. I, no politician in four years can promise me that they can fix that. I don't think there is a politician to fix that in four years. Right. And Obama made some mistakes on that. You're never sure. going to, you know, you'll keep your doctor. No, there were people that didn't keep their doctor, you know. So yeah. once that door is open where you can peg him or paint him with being a liar, then it just kind of goes downhill from there. That's when the politics kicks in. Yeah. As long as we keep trying. That's the main thing. I do right. want to keep trying on that. Don't right. get me wrong. Everybody yeah. wants to see somebody get health care they deserve. Yeah. But what shocks me, and I, you know, both my kids have some things. We have to go to the children's hospital occasionally, but... There's a sign sitting there that if you have health care, you know, you're responsible for paying your bill at the time of visit. And there's a sign right next to it. If you do not have health care, we'll take care of you today anyway. So I want to be in that line. Why do I have to be in this one? Right. Well, and, and I've made the point on yeah, this show. That's a great point. It does often get back to poor people are taken care of. We do a good job in America taking care of our poor. We do a good job of taking care of our rich. What about those of us that are working 40 hours a week in the middle? Like, there should be some. Well, believe it or not, when all the they keep talking about tax plans and they've been talking about it for years in every election, it's never the wealthy. It's always your middle class yeah, that's really working is. every day. It, it's it, a, it no really matter is. what platform's coming from, right. that's who's carrying the burden. On America is the mm-hmm. middle, the middle America. It is, and I, I suppose if you, even in spite of all the inequality and everything, if you actually look at the uh, division of wealth, probably we have more than Jeff Bezos when you take us all collectively yeah. in the middle class. So that's where they and they go to, and those guys are well protected at the top. It's hard to get their money from them. You know it is, but there again, I come back to that belief that you know I want them to do good. Yeah, no, no, I, I want I, them I get to be that. able to trickle that money sure. down, and, and there's a lot of families that's being took care of because of him, right. So no, that's I, a fair argument. More power to it. I mean, there is an argument that inequality is, is yeah. pretty strong in America, but I, the, you can't argue against the, you know, the the, the powers that be, the the uh, masters of the universe, if you will. I mean, they do they do create a lot of jobs between Jeff Bezos, Walmart, uh, Bill Gates, know, and and Sam Walton, uh, and uh, and Mr. Um, gosh, I can picture him, but uh, I, you know the great investor Buffett, Mr. Buffett. Buffett. They employ I, those four guys. Put them together. I mean, Walton's gone now, but how many people are employed? That's Aaron's point by them. And good, sometimes the point. left overlooks that. You have to have that to a point. Yes. And, and the more cost you put on them, the more it affects on down the stream. You, there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah, and that is trickle down, right? Same thing with the you know minimum wage. They've wanted it up for so long. Of course, we've never got a vote for it. And I'm off for people making more money. Don't get me wrong. But the more money you're going to make, the more it's going to cost you to live. So you, where did you really get? Well, that's inflation. And that's and what that's, they worry about with all this mm-hmm. money being dumped It's going to happen. That's what drives it's inflation. Coming. Well, it is happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, inflation is happening now. But it is interesting coming out of this COVID, which I know we haven't come out yet. But as a consequence of COVID, we've seen, which I'm not an economist. I can't really explain why. But we've certainly seen wages go up. Yeah. And, you know, and at, there again, I think uh, some of the politicians are master manipulators. You know, they've wanted to go up forever, and we have caused it to have to go up now because yeah. we can't get no one to work, and they never cast one vote. 
That is true. Not one yeah, vote was it's cast. It's kind of an odd consequence. Well, yeah. man, it's been a pleasure. I yeah. Think we probably Love do. It. This could yeah. be our longest episode, Aaron, so I don't know if anybody's still <laughs> listening. Yeah, if, you've, if you've hung in here for almost the whole hour, we yeah. sure appreciate you. Listen in two parts. So. Yeah. Thanks. There you go. Yeah. Aaron, thanks, awesome. man. Appreciate, we appreciate it. you coming on. We'll, we'll have to bring you back. Right. Yeah, anytime. Yeah, anytime. Yeah. As always, folks, I've cheat. Guys, check us out on Facebook, Extreme Common Sense with Trisden and Ray. Uh, We'd like to thank uh, Stoveleg Media. We'd like to thank our producer, Troy. Thank you both. Front Porch Studios, guys. Thank you, Aaron. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. All right, see you next week. Thanks for listening to Extreme Common Sense with Trisden and Ray. We hope you had fun and look forward to taking on another topic next week.